After the rain ceased and the skies cleared, Shirian sat on the burnt earth, panting lightly. Jinwu sheathed his sword and walked over. Shinla, welcome back to the ranks, he said. He bore a tired expression, traces of blood still on his face, left there by white no face. Other than that, Jinwu was covered in numerous injuries all over, big and small. It wasn't that they were not serious, but White No Face's wounds were more serious, so much so that his body was ripped apart, his form dispersed, leaving behind only that shattered, cry-smiling mask. When he heard him say, back to the ranks, Shillian was taken aback. He felt his neck, and only then did he notice that the cursed shackle was gone. Jinwu smiled. As expected, I was not mistaken. The time it took for you to return was shorter than I had imagined. Shilian slowly processed this information. Then he also flashed a small smile, but his was a bitter one. After catching his breath, he spoke up. My lord, I want to beg you of something. Permitted, Jinwu said. Aren't you going to ask what it is? Shilin asked. Either way, you would be asking for a gift upon return to the heavenly court. So whatever this is might just as well be my gift to you for returning to the ranks. The corners of Shilin's lips twitched and he rose to his feet, looking Junwu squarely in the eyes. He said with the utmost respect. Then, pray my lord banish me to the mortal realm once more. Hearing this, Junwu's smile faded. Whatever for? Xielin explained himself truthfully. I've committed a crime. The second round of the human face disease was unleashed by me, even though the consequences don't look too serious. Since only a nameless ghost had vanished, and perhaps in this world, there would be no one who cared for this nameless ghost. So in the end, the consequences didn't look serious. Jinwoo said slowly, If you knew what was wrong, then you are already in the right. However, Shilian shook his head. Just knowing is not enough. If I made a mistake, I should be the one to accept punishment. But I committed the wrong, and the one who took the punishment for me was... He raised his head. So as punishment, I pray my lord will grant me a cursed shackle. No, two cursed shackles. One to seal away my spiritual powers. Another to disperse all my luck and fortune. Junwu frowned slightly. Disperse all of your luck and fortune? Then won't you be unlucky to the extreme and truly become the god of misfortune? In the past, Shelian would certainly deeply mind when he was called the god of misfortune and was very repulsed by it, thinking it was a great humiliation. However, he no longer cared for such things. If I am to become a god of misfortune, then so be it, as long as I know for myself that I am not one. Once his fortune was dispersed, 
it would naturally flow to those who are less fortunate, so it would be a form of atonement. It will be very embarrassing, Jinwoo reminded him. It doesn't matter, Xilin said, and to be honest, it feels like I'm almost used to it by now. Although it wasn't something he wanted to get used to, but once he did get used to it, it really felt like nothing could harm him. Junwu watched him. Shinla, you have to understand that without spiritual powers, you would no longer be a god. Shilian sighed. My lord, I know this better than anyone. After a pause, he said, a little frustrated and a little forlorn. People say I am god, and so I have spiritual powers. But in truth, I'm not the god they perceived me to be, and I might not be as invincible as they wished for. Would a god be such a failure, wishing to protect my own people, but I let their corpses spread across the wild, wishing to avenge them, but at the very last minute, I stopped and abandoned the plot. White no face wasn't wrong about me being a failure. If I'm no longer a god, then so be it. Jinwoo looked at him intently, and after a long while, he said, Shinla has grown up. This should have been something Shilin heard from his elders. Unfortunately, his father and mother had no more chances to say it. A moment later, Jinwoo said, Since it's the path you've chosen, then very well. However, I will need a reason to banish you to the mortal realm. He couldn't just so casually banish a heavenly official like a child's game. What did they take the heavens for? With regard to this, Shilin had an idea, and he said, My lord, it doesn't seem like we've ever sparred with everything we've got. Jinwu instantly understood what he meant and smiled. Shinla, I'm injured. I'm injured too, Shilian said, so we're even. Jinwoo nodded. If that's the case, then I will not hold back. Shilian smiled, his eyes brightening with the excitement of the prospect. I won't either. His Highness the Crown Prince was banished again, after the smashing and grandiose Second Heavenly Calamity. The Crown Prince of Shinla, fierce and truculent, rampaged back to the heavens, and before even one incense time was up, he was knocked back down once more by the Heavenly Martial Emperor. None of the Heavenly officials could figure out just what that man was thinking. But Shilin couldn't figure out what the heavenly officials were thinking either. Were they really that curious? Watching him day after day, disguising themselves as mortals to watch him, or disguising themselves as animals to watch him. It had been days that they had been stalking him. Was watching a grown man carrying bricks and mud really that interesting? Just as he was still wondering, the foreman behind him yelled out, 
newbie, you, yes you, I'm talking to you. Get back to work and stop being lazy. Shillian hastily sat up and answered loudly. Oh. Then he picked up a ragged cattail fan and started fanning the flames. Before him, there was a small stove stacked upon several bricks, and upon the stove, there was a large pot of rice bubbling as it was being cooked. This was a construction site where he hauled earth and mud. However, the bricks were already done being transported. Not far away were two newly built temples, and his task at the moment was to cook. He cooked and cooked, and just as he was working very hard, two carriages came hauling two very big, divine statues. Shailen was absent-mindedly tossing whatever into the pot, while stealing glances in the middle of work. The two divine statues were each carried into their respective temples. Within the hall of the temple on the left, there came cheers. General Shuenjin is great. General Shuenjin is generous and kind. Shilian was speechless. To use generous and kind to praise Mu Qing, were those devotees for real? But they seemed to have very good reasons. After all, everyone knew that Mu Qing ascended because he cleaned up all the remaining stubborn, resentful spirits in the old capital of Shinle. So to understand it as generous and kind wasn't unreasonable. In any case, everyone in the old capital of Shinle were all very grateful for him. Inside the hall of the temple to the right, the cheering refused to be beaten, and they roared. General Ju Yang is great. General Ju Yang is brave and mighty. Shilian nodded. To this, he had no objection. Just that praise might not hold true when faced with women. The devotees on both sides were screaming with all their might, doing all they could to win over the other. So much so that Shilian's ears were hurting. He sighed, rubbing his forehead and thinking. Why must they be like this? If they hated each other so much, wouldn't the problem be solved by not building temples right next to each other? The answer to that was, of course not, because this area was the most bustling domain with the best feng shui, so the devotees of those two heavenly officials would never abandon such a delectable land just to avoid each other. Of course, they had to do all they could to steal each other's worshippers and disgust one another. It didn't take long before the devotees from both sides went from yelling to fighting. Over on the side, Shailen felt the timing was about right and started banging the pots, calling out loudly, Everyone, stop fighting. Come eat. They were at the height of their brawl. Who had the time to mind him? Shilin shook his head and opened the pot cover, and the fragrance wafted for ten miles. Now he'd done it. The mob instantly stopped, and they all started howling. What the fuck? What is that smell? Who's cooking shit? And it's shit that smells like pot bottoms. 
Shirley and argued back. What? This is the hidden, treasured royal recipe. The foreman came around with his hand covering his nose, his face turning green, and he exclaimed, jumping to his feet. Bullshit! What hidden, treasured recipe? What royalty? You? Get the hell out of here. Don't disgust people. Shillian compromised. All right, fine. I'll go. But will you please give me my pay first? The foreman exclaimed angrily. You even dare mention pay? Why don't you tell me? Huh? You? Ever since you came, how much have I lost in damages? Huh? When it rains, lightning strikes and comes only for you. Houses caught on fire three times and collapse three times too. You are like a god of misfortune and you dare ask me for pay? Get out of here. Come back again and I'll beat you up. Well, you can't say it like that, Shillian said. You already said all those things were coming especially for me. But nothing happens to anyone else every time. So I say, you just want to escape your bill? Before he was done, the foreman and all the other fellow laborers could no longer take the smell wafting out of that pot and they all fled, leaving Shillian in the dust. Wait, Shillian called out. He glanced around and the two parties that were fighting were also chased away by the stench. Shillian was speechless. He mumbled to himself. If you weren't going to eat it, why have me cook such a large pot? Don't waste just because you've got the money. Shaking his head, Shillian contemplated. Then he ladled two large bowls of rice, one offered inside the temple of Juyang, the other inside the temple of Xuanjin. Finally, feeling that everything served its purpose, he clapped his hands close completely satisfied. He went back outside to pack up his stuff, rolling up the straw mat on the ground very seriously, and tied it with the sword before carrying both on his back. The white silk band wrapped around his wrist nuzzled secretly, and Shillian patted it, writing the bamboo hat on his head. Fine, don't pay. I'll go basking, he said. He still had a specialty trick, after all, shattering boulders on his chest. As he walked down the path, Shillin suddenly noticed that there was a tiny, little red flower on the side of the road, quite precious. He crouched down, gently touching its petals, feeling quite cheerful. He said to it, I hope we shall meet again. Even after he had gone into the distance, that tiny little red flower was still dancing in the wind.